Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The ideal way to make your tailgating spread the envy of the neighborhood or parking lot is with Fairway. They have the best selection of fresh, hand-cut meats as well as all the fixins. Preparation is the key to a winning season, and there's no better way to get prepared than Fairway. All right, guys, welcome back to Fanatics here on 1460 KXNO. It's our weekly conversation with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. Uh, TCU coming to town on Saturday, 11 o'clock. I love uh, Matt. We've talked about it a lot. I love Gary Patterson. I'm a huge Gary Patterson fan. Um, I started to really admire him when his team beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl back when TCU was in the Mountain West. And what's interesting, you know, as he's built the program going forward, it just – other than a couple of years on offense, it really hasn't changed much. They've just – they do what they do and they get better at it, it seems, at times. And I know you're an admirer of – of his also where, where, where did that start for you yeah you know it's funny you say that because I remember watching that Wisconsin game in yeah. the Rose Bowl and, and thinking man I like how hard his team played watching the character of that team play and I, I think that's probably the same time that I was so enamored by what he was doing and, and obvious and honestly when we were at Mount Union um, and I was coaching our staff went down to understand the 4-2-5 defense and brought it back to put in at Mount Union so you know just seeing the inner workings of that program a little bit was something that was that has been and continues to be fascinating and um, I think anybody that's found consistency and longevity in this profession um, understands who they are not trying to be somebody else and continues to stay the course that's really fun for me and I've got a great admiration for that and coach Patterson who he is what his teams look like how they play you're right you're going to get the same football team every year and a team that's going to be disciplined they're going to play great on defense they're going to be good on special teams and you know offensively you know I think always constantly trying to evolve maybe their identity there but um, you know what you're going to get and they're always going to put themselves in position to win football games yeah and you guys are similar to them in the sense the last two years, I think that the score combined score has been like 10. You guys got them here two years ago. Uh, last year was a kind of a weird game. I thought that was one that um, kind of changed the direction of your program last season. But what is it about these two teams? And, and you're, you, I, you play similar football, right? Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I think you, you have two similar mindsets of what it takes to win football games. And, you know, and when that happens, it, it, it becomes about the inches and the details and all the little things that, that become really important. Turnover margin, critical down and distances, winning in the red zone. And, you know, I, I think it's a game that's going to come down to those same things this coming Saturday. But 
but you know this is I, I said in our press conference that this is the best this is one of the better TCU teams we played against you know it's a it's as veteran as offensive line as they've had uh, two outstanding senior tailbacks that are, are really playing great football for them right now surrounded by really good skill players and then defensively you know a football team that's got a lot of guys back that are playing with a lot of confidence I'm I'm fascinated to watch Max Duggan come in here. I, I knew his dad a long time ago. Got to call some of his championship games when he was at St. Albert, actually, before um, he, he went to Council Bluffs, Lewis Central, and that's obviously where Max went. But uh, you recruited him heavily. And this is a huge game, I would think, for him. He's coming back to the state of Iowa where he grew up. He's going to have a lot of fans here. And he's familiar. He's come on visits here. Uh, I just think it's a really interesting dynamic with Max coming back. And I'm sure there's probably guys on your team who know him from when he visited, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think there there probably are some guys. And obviously, we've got some young people in our program, you know, from Max's high school. So, you yeah. know, know who Max is and what Max is about. But I, I'm a big Max Duggan fan. And, you know, I'll be really honest with you. And, you know, I know the recruiting piece is competitive and everybody wants to get – get good players but man I, I I've got such respect for who Max is um, you know I, I think there's some similarities between us our, our fathers were high school head football coaches I really enjoyed you know coach Duggan you know you can tell did a great job molding and mentoring not just Max but all of his players and you know had great success and you know to me it's almost fun to watch what Max is doing from afar you know watching his success and you know I think he's done a great job handling a great opportunity early in his career and he's surrounded by some great players and you can see him starting to gain confidence so you know we know it'll be a great challenge from the quarterback position as well here so um, you know but like you said a great young man a young man is going to have a great career and um, somebody that obviously you know we're excited to, to compete against but also really proud of well, they've got a really good wide receiver They've got um, a really good running back. They're really good up front, yeah. too. Does that go overlooked when, when people talk about this TCU team? Really on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think that's, that's the thing that probably if you said – what's the most impressive thing and they got all those maybe some of the bells and whistles but what makes that bells and whistles go is you know they're outstanding on the offensive line big physical veteran all guys that have played a ton of football on the defensive front I think it's always been their foundation of them being successful they got um, an outstanding interior defensive tackle that got hurt last year that's back for them playing really good football right now all their front front four veteran guys so I think the the reality of it is any great team they've got the build up front on both sides of the ball to, to be really successful and so that'll be a great challenge for the Cyclone team this week. One of the things that it, it's frustrating for a fan to watch I can't imagine what it's be when you're trying to draw up the scheme and is the third down defense it just is you know man like I think you made a great point in your press conference today. Like, Nate Stanley's third and 22 throw is one of the best throws I've seen in Jack Trice Stadium. Brewer did some great things on third down, and you all were better on third down Saturday. What is it about that, though? And to me, it's a little bit like the turnover conversation where I think that there's some randomness that, that is involved. But when you guys are breaking that down, and I know it drives you crazy to not be able to get off the field, what are you seeing? Yeah, you know, again, I just think any time that there ever is a, a breakdown or maybe you're not a, as efficient as where you want to be, it goes back to, man, what's the fundamental and detail that we're lacking in some of these situations? And, you know, I, I think that's got to be with a starting point anytime there's 
much a breakdown of where you'll want to be. And, you know, like you said, I, I do think some of it, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due, yeah. too. You know, there's been some guys that, you know, have made some great plays in some of those moments. But where are we a hair off? And, and really, when you go back and you look at them, it's, it's inches. It's, it's an inch here or an inch away there. And that's where it's that fundamental and detail that you got to really pour back into. And whether that's scheme, whether it's alignment or assignment, it, again, that's our job as coaches to get it fixed and continue to work to give our kids the best opportunity to be successful. Well, you mentioned this earlier today, too, and I, I admit I, I had buried you guys after the third quarter on Saturday. I thought the game was over. I was getting ready to head to the station to do post game, And out of nowhere, I mean, you guys come back and, and you take the lead. Um, it was brutal heat, I know, down there. Um, I, I guess – you seem like you're still really optimistic about this football team. What did what did that fourth quarter, even though you fell short, what did that tell you about this team? And I feel like you already knew it, but they, they really kind of showed the world what they were capable of in a short amount of time. Yeah, you know – I if football's funny and a football season's funny and you know the I've always said it's a marathon not a sprint and the the reality of a college football season is no matter what happens we'll see <laughs> you know like is that good or is that bad and you know I, I, I said what was really fun for me is all I can grade and feel and watch during the game is the attitude the effort and the intent of our kids and then it's my job and our job to, to make sure they got the detail to be successful but boy I watched our kids battle back where a lot of teams and a lot of those moments are it's probably an ugly loss our kids battled back and I never felt like we were out of it even throughout the football game I thought we were battling I thought we were where we needed to be we just maybe didn't make a couple of those plays early that we could have done to to be a difference in the football game so you know to me I, I said this from the beginning of the season to where we're at now like man I really love this team I love what we're about I love what we stand for, and at the end of it, we'll see. You know, we'll see what this team's got the ability to become by the end of the football season. But it's a group of kids that I know this, their intent and want to is as good as any group I've ever been around. And so they're really fun to coach. Well, I can tell you, I can promise you it's not going to be 110 degrees on Saturday. It looks like it's 60, more rain. What is it about home games this year? Because it seems like it rains every game. Right, yeah. I I don't know. We're bringing the rain with us, you know. But, yeah, we're cutting it in half. We're we're going to go from one. 20 to 60, so that'll be that'll be good for the Cyclones. Yeah, well, TCU won't be used to the 60. How about that? All right, Coach, thanks, man. Best of luck. Uh, I know you'll have a great crowd on Saturday. Go get them. All right, thanks so much. Go Cyclones. All right, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. More Fanatics next here on 1460 KXNO.